Parshas Achremais Tavshin Pei Beis. Parsha and Perk Yitzchas. It says as follows: Kemaisa Alav and Azara, Kemaisa Eretz Mitzrayim, Asher Yishavtem Bal Loisasu, or Kemaisa Eretz Kenan Asher Ani Mivi, Asher Ani Mivi Eschem Shoma Loisasu. There it says, Azara Alav, not to do like to follow in the ways of the Mitzrayim in which Klal were recently inhabitants of, in Eretz Mitzrayim, and not to do, and not to follow in the ways of the Canaanim where they were headed, in the land where, that they were headed to. So Rashi says, Magid, Shemaiseim shal Mitzrayim v'shal Canaanim mekulkal mikol umais. We learn from here, that the actions of the Mitzrayim and of the Kananim were of the most um, immoral of all the nations. And where the Yidden dwelled within those countries, within the Mitzrayim, was, was, uh, was the worst place, was the worst of the worst. Right? The place where Klaiso was going to, Eretz Canaan, that land, that the, the nations of the inhabitants of that land of Eretz Yisrael were the worst of any other in that area, or, or of, of the area, or, or of the world as well. So, very, very fascinating idea. You see that the, it seems like, it so happens to be, that the places where the Yidden were, in Golis, and then when they ended up coming to Eretz Yisrael, these places, the Sviva of Klai Yisrael was always, strangely, was always of the worst, the worst of the worst environment around. And what's the Pshan? Why is it? Dakash Baruch Put them in Mitzrayim. Kadosh Baruch Hu made them be there. Kadosh Baruch Hu sent them to Canaan that they had to rid first of its inhabitants before they were able to settle there and take over Eretz Yisrael. Uh, no, no. So why did Kadosh Baruch Hu put them in that situation? What, what, what's the they're coming to tell us? And what's the idea? What, like, why, why would you, why would we be put in that situation, right? And what's the right? And and also like I mean why is it why is that important then like if that's what they were before well, like, well, what's the Indian exactly right, this is what Rabbi Ruchim asks right so Rabbi Ruchim says as follows he says he had spoken about this previously that it's not just by chance that this is like that right. Akadosh Baruch Hu is putting the in there for a purpose, and that is for Nisayan. And the Nisayan to be in Eretz Canaan was so that they should have a opportunity to be Aymid bin Nisayan and to be Zaycha to the Gula. Now, ultimately, you know, the, the Malachim, when they saw Klai was going to be saved, so they asked, there was, there was, you know, in a general sense, there wasn't much of a difference 
un- unfortunately, it was it was relatively undiscernible the difference between the Yidden and the Mitzrayim. And that was a time on the Yidden. But, but Chazal also say, Chazal also say that there was four things that the Yidden held steadfastly to. And that was things that they didn't change. They didn't change their names. They didn't change their clothing. And, um, and, and they, uh, they stuck to practices that helped them be somewhat identifiable as Yid. Now, obviously, they didn't have um, they, they didn't have the the, the tire yet, so they were they were very limited as to what sort of mitzvahs they could keep and what sort of schism they could have. But there was something that always set the Yidin apart. They were Ivrim. They were from Bnei Yaakov, right? They're from the Bnei Ashvatim, and there was something that always was, should have kept them apart, despite not them, despite them not being able to to perform mitzvahs regularly because they didn't yet have the tire. And whatever they did have, they tried to hold on to. They tried to hold on to, even though they were seemingly, for the most part, nichshel and made the zara, and they were nichshel and many other things that made them somewhat indiscernible from the mitzrayim. But there was an element there that, 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 that still allowed them for opportunity and allow, and for them to be Ayman bin and then allowed them to be Zaycha in, in the Gula. So... Mirochem says further, very fascinating idea. He says that if you look throughout history, you see that this is the case wherever you didn't find themselves in Gaulus. Now, we've, it's been mentioned previously also that the Yidin are always um, typically within the Gaulus of the, you know, the, of the strongest and most powerful nations. Akash Baruch makes it that way. Now, obviously, it's yes, it is true that they're the ones that are conquering, and so then they're the ones that rule the world. So, in a sense, they're you know that's the goal that they find themselves in because they are conquering. But, but it's 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 really vice versa, and not only that, it's also that there's the the spitz, the epitome of of kilkov immorality is usually where they didn't find themselves in. That's the case. That was the case in Mitzrayim. That was the case where they're even going into in, in Geula, right? Into Eretz Yisrael, which was previously inhabited by the Canaanim. And that's been the case throughout Gaulus, Yavon, right? The Greeks, Romans, and uh, in Paras and Madai, right? We know Nachashverosh. And that's been the case. And we are no different a situation today as any of those previous Gaulus. We're in exactly the same situation. We are nations that are at the forefront of immorality, at the forefront of Tumma, of Kilko, and that's where we are primarily um, inhabitants of. That's where we're primarily inhabitants of those countries. And it's not by chance, and the Bernisham made it that way. So what's the Pshat? So we said they know that to be Ayyub bin Asayim. Rabbi Yochum explains further. He says, it's not that we know, obviously it's not the Eden's fault, right? It's not the Eden that are making the Kilko. Right, that are making the goy mikokol, but the, the understanding is the explanation is as follows: the yidden and the umasaylam are two opposites. Right, this is what he says. It's not just like you have two different countries. He says, you know, you can have France and Germany at the time were at war with each other. Right, you can have countries that are at war with each other all over. Right, you know, we know we know now. 
There's the East and the West. We have the, right, right, the Russians and the, the Americans. You have uh, many other countries that have been at war with each other for, for years and years, right? I don't know, India, Pakistan, countries that have been at war with each other for years. It's not just, they're not that they're opposites. There's certain things that are driving points in between them that make them each other crazy, whatever disputes or disagreements or, or power struggles that, that, that there are. And that's the cause to their fights, that's the cause to their animosity that exists between them, between warring countries, right? There's something there. If you would remove that, so then you wouldn't have an issue, right? If you would remove uh, land disputes, if you would remove certain power struggle issues for whatever they are, so then you don't have that, that, that mulchom anymore, right? There's, there's some sort of thing there that would, there's some sort of thorn that's there. If it's, if it's removed, you don't have that, that division between these the, the warring countries. That, but that's not how it is with Klai Yisrael and the Umay Salem. It's not like some sort of thorn that just has to be, if it would, if it would have been able to be resolved, then you wouldn't have the issue. There's a sinner there that, that there's an, something there that, that makes the, the Yisrael and the Umay Salem opposites. Right? And it's not just that this exists in a, um, you know, on a, a, a surface, you know, on a very uh, basic or surface uh, sort of level. It's much, much deeper than that, right? It's lamailam and atava, the sin that exists, this chasm that exists, the, the opposition that exists between the Israel and the Masailam, right? That's... He says something very, very interesting. He says, you see, in his time, this is Rebuchim's time, remember this is probably in the 20s and the 30s, and uh, maybe the early 40s, where he says you have that um, the protocols of the elders of Zion, right? He said it's, uh, it gained a ton of traction, right? And it, it, uh, it sort of had a, it, it had a, it was sort of reinstated, and everyone was was you know gobbling it up. And what's that about? It's about that the Yidden control the world, and the Yidden are are in charge of everything. And then they're gonna one day you wipe everyone out one night, and they're they're always conniving and scheming to do things. And and he says everyone with a brain knows that that's utter nonsense, right? It's absolute ridiculousness. There's no such thing. Like oh, well, I never that was never it's never existed. But people believe it. What's the shot? What's the pshat? So he says, if you think about it, it's an unbelievable chizik and amuna, right? If you think about it, because it's something that literally makes no sense. It makes no sense, and people believe it. And what's the pshat? The reason for all of it, the sinna, the root cause of it, the root cause of it is the difference between Kedusha and Tumah that exists between Yisrael and the Umas Yisrael, Am Yisrael has, is by nature an Am Kedusha, Am Anivchar, Malay Kedusha, and the antithesis to that is Tumah of the Umas And that's, that's the battle that we wage that's really Lamailam and Ateva. It's not just an issue that's, you know, that, that, you know, could be resolved or mediated, and it's just something that gets in the way between us and them. It's a fundamental concept where the Yidin, our Kedusha, represent Kedusha, the Yidin, our Kedusha, 
and the Ummas are Tamayim, are tuma, and they can never coexist. And the sinna that emanates from that is is Lamaila Lamaila It's Lamaila Bidarchatam. It's 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 above any other difference that exists. And it says that uh, right it says over the famous Chazal, Madrash says why Harsinai was called Harsinai because it's from at that point when the term was given was Yard the Sinna. The Sinna came down, Sinai Malashan Sinna that there was a sinna against the Yidin from there, or, and why is it called Har Chayrev? One of the other names for Harsina is Har Chayrev, because Chorben came down. What type of Chorben? Chorben between, there was a Chorben against, uh, that the, the Goyim had with the Yidin. There was, a, there was an element of Chorben that existed that, that could never be overcome until you the Mashiach. And the fact that we're Dveikim Bashem, then however much we're Machazik in that, then that... This does tip the scale in our favor, but it also increases the tumma that there is on the other side in the um asylum. That's how it works. He says a very interesting anecdote. He says one time, he says he remembers he was walking past a a, a guy, a kid, a little kid, and the kid was playing with a stick, and he was walking past him, and the kid, all of a sudden, decides to stop what he's doing, playing with the stick, and. And he starts running after him, and he tries to, to hit him. So he says, he says, he's like, I thought to myself, Rehokim says, how many people walk by this little kid playing in the, with a stick for the past uh, half an hour, hour, however long he was playing? There are probably a whole bunch of people, right? He's like, and I doubt he did this to anyone else. So why all of a sudden did he get this thing, this drive to come after me? He says, the Tarts is Pashat. He says, does a cat need training to hate to go chase mice that's the nature you don't need any training for that cat chase cats chase mice that's the that's the innate nature that exists right the, the hate that they have to go hunt them down says <laughs> that's their nature you don't need so many so you don't need uh, any sort of training for that so that's the t- that's how it works fire and water can't coexist there's a sinna so to speak that's between them he said the same thing with umas israel and israel and umas island this the kedusha and tuma that are are the two opposites are are those two opposites are are, are what cause the sinna the chasm that exists between them right she so says why is it that the Mitzriyam are the Mukulkalim, or the most Mukulkal? So because Klai shows that it was Kaddish, and that's where they were, right? And why is that the worst place? Because again, that's where Klai so why were the Klai so were in the worst place? Because Klai shows the Kedusha, and wherever Klai Yisrael is going to be, so that's where the Tumah is going to be. Because, not because of Klai Yisrael per se, that that's what they, they cause, but it's an outcome of them being the Am Kaddish, it automatically the way the Baisha made it, it automatically causes a a a um a mocking for Tuma to escalate in in the biggest proportions. And he says, you know that uh, the, 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 throughout the the throughout the Darius, the the Goyim and Chazal even talk about it that the guy would make the the Latsanas that the guy would make of Klai, so what would they make fun of? They'd make fun of 
of the mitzvahs, of Shabbos, of things, right? Like, you know, we know even of, of late, they've brismila, something that they make, and then you see the Litani Adar, or the Goyim, or something that they chepper with, and what's Pshat? That's something that's Kedusha, right? Shabbos, Mila, those are, the, those are the epitome of Kedusha that we have, right? And that's something where they chapa because that's Tumma that's that can't stand it, right? And that's how it is. He says even in his time, he said he heard that that in certain places in Germany they they started with avodas kechavim again, something that hasn't with literal literal idol worship, but hasn't happened in, in generations, right? He says what's shot? He said once Klal was where where we are, we 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 drive up the tumma because because of our kedusha. That's how it is, and it's not by chance that we live in America. That is uh, epitome of of the morality, the epitome of of Kilkel. It's not by chance that even in Eretz Yisrael, which Ladavinenu is, we're also in Gullus even in Eretz Yisrael. It's not uh, not up for discussion. We're still in Gullus even in Eretz Yisrael, and and look what look what Rachman Sal happens there, right? The the Kilkel and the and the tumma, the morality that exists there is almost unparalleled. And the reason for that is not, oh, look, happens to be where we are. No, 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 no. It's exactly because that's where we are. That's where we are. That's why it's there. You're going to always have, we're going to always have until you might Mashiach, we're going to always have the Shnei HaFachim, the Kedusha and Tumma battling on, on opposite ends. And wherever there exists Kedusha, Tumma is always going to rise up to try to fight it back. And the sinner that exists, exists between them is something that won't ever dissipate. So it's something to keep in mind that, uh, you know, not only is that how it works, but it's also, again, as we see, that as Rabbi Yochum says, it's an Nisayin, it's Gufa Nisayin for Klai Yisrael. It's, it's an Nisayin to see if we're going to be Ayman bin Nisayin, and if we reject it, that will be a schus for us to, to be Nigal Bez Hashem, schus for the Gula, and and we should be zeichet to 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 that gula bekarav mamash.